How we doing, folks? Merry Christmas, happy holidays. From the road team, Andy Berger coming in this week from Greenup County, Kentucky. Beautiful Greenup County, Kentucky. Chris, you're still out in Fort Collins right now, right? That is correct, and we're looking like we're going to have a very nice white Christmas out here. Had some snow earlier in the week, and uh, looks like more snow coming this weekend, so excited for that. So Christmas always means that we are approaching the start of conference play. Uh, So let's briefly chat these sort of final few weeks, final few days of the non-conference schedule. UNC just fell at home, correct? Yeah, UNC loses at home to Wofford, of all people. Um Huge surprise, huge upset there. What happened and, there? Um, did Did you get a chance to watch this game I on did, Wednesday? I did or? not. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch it live. I just got what happens um in the aftermath of that. But really, one of the major things that happened in that game was uh, UNC did not shoot the ball well um from three, shooting just twenty eight percent from three. And then on top of that, um. They just didn't get a lot of production out of everybody. Theo Pinson uh, only put up two points that game. And um, and so everything kind of really fell to Luke May and Joel Berry to get the job done, which they were not able able to do. Wofford also had uh, Fletcher McGee go off for 27 points. Um, and so a huge, huge game for him. And uh, so that's big news. And, you know, North Carolina um, – up there at the, I think they were ranked fifth at the time of their loss, and then as also last night, uh, Gonzaga losing on the road to San Diego State, and that was an exciting ball game. I don't know if you caught that one, um, but San Diego State's one of those West Coast teams that we both like to, uh, you know, catch late at night. You know, when they're playing that 11 a.m. or that 11 11 p.m. Eastern time game, and Gonzaga after you know, I. I was watching this team earlier in the year and they looked really good, especially against Georgia um, back in, you know, in November. Um, Gonzaga not looking as good lately. Um, This is their uh, third loss now. What are you feeling about the Zags? Yeah, so they don't really have any bad losses, right? I think this San Diego State team, uh, um, this may be a surprise win, but historically San Diego State's always been one of the mid-majors we talk about. Um, they've maybe fallen off a touch. Uh, I think they were really kind of considered one of the West Coast powerhouses there for a few years. Um, but I, I don't think we should be too surprised. If you look at their schedule, all their losses come to power conference teams. Uh, so I, I, I think I think this might be a decent San Diego State team. I think maybe some people had written them off just because uh, Steve Fisher has retired. He was kind of the guy who brought that program to prominence but maybe the aztecs are for real i don't know um does this do you lose some faith in gonzaga with this loss um just a little bit because the way that they played against you know villanova um they really hung tough in that game and the way that they played that florida game that double overtime loss for them um as well as their win against texas and their win against creighton so they've put together some really solid games losing this one is a tough two-point loss on the road and they just quite simply couldn't get the shots to fall late in the game last night and san diego state just kind of um 
put all the pieces together to 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 win that. So I think you got to give the Aztecs some credit for for putting together a strong effort. And Gonzaga is, I think, going to settle back down into that, um, you know, consistently popular mid-major to make a run in the NCAA tournament. They're not going to be one of those teams that's considered a uh, top ten uh, team and a national title cont- contender this year from the moving forward, though. That Florida loss um, is looking less and less meaningful. I think at first it was like, oh, but Florida's good. Florida's looked like garbage here lately. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of coming to a place where I'm like, is is anybody good? And it's getting me higher and higher on the Cats, uh, probably against my better judgment. But I'm really curious to see what the Cats do um, this next week and a half against UCLA tomorrow and then of course the following week against our arch nemesis the Louisville Cardinals um so we, I think we we got a probably a better sense of what the Cats can do than we have had in several weeks seeing them play Virginia Tech at home a scrappy Virginia Tech team Buzz has hair now um he's a good coach uh and the Cats pulled it out. I don't know. What, what did you see in that game, that Cats-Virginia Tech game? I think one of the things um, that was notable is that game is you really saw how much Kentucky's length can help them. Um, Virginia Tech only has one player that's over 6'6", six, six that, yeah. that, that plays plays at all. So, um, you know, you, you really got to see how Kentucky put together their length and put together a defensive stop. I mean, they were down six at halftime. Um, and, and in that Virginia tech game, we, we saw them have flashes of this team can really be great as well as flashes of dear God, these kids are young and terrible. Um, so when, when they click though, you're on board now, right? You're, you're excited. They shot, uh, 11 to 22 from three in that game. Yeah. If they can shoot like that from three, I don't know that they lose, uh, just straight up when you combine that kind of shooting performance with their athleticism, their length, I think they just look deadly in the zone. I have no idea why. Well, I do know. I, I know they're, they're trying to do the whole players first thing, uh, but they, they, they just look so much better in the zone. Um, when they were struggling in that Virginia tech game was when they were trying to run man. But the second they went to zone, they were just unstoppable. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm all in on this team right now, especially as I'm seeing all these other teams struggle. Now I don't really think the Cats have played anybody. You know, they lost to Kansas, uh, and outside of that game, this Virginia Tech game's probably been their toughest matchup, uh, which is why I'm really looking forward to this next week and a half. I feel like we can really see what what this team is made of. But yeah, I'm 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 high on them right now. I think they look really good. Um, a couple things to note about this Virginia Tech game before we look ahead to UCLA is that we had um, multiple 20-point scores with Kevin Knox and Hong Diallo. And we also had this game, Quade Green came off the bench, um, you know, and that had more to do with his eye injury and those super sick goggles he's wearing right now. Yeah. But uh, uh, Quade ama- Green amazing. coming off the bench. <laughs> but he he had 17 points off the bench though, and and his ability to, to kind of provide an offensive spark there that kind of re- reminds me of um, Tyler Eulis in his freshman year season when he was um, playing behind the Harrison twins and what he was able to do when he came off the bench and and was able to you know uh, provide a lot of offensive spark. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I like how he looked coming off the bench, and, I, and I'm still very high on SGA. I, do, I still think he should be starting, and if Quaddy can give us that kind of performance off the bench, I mean, that's what we should be doing. Um, and he should wear those glasses the rest of the year because oh, absolutely, uh, they're just dope. <laughs> yeah, dope, dope <laughs> they look, glasses. They look awesome. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, it's a couple of H- Hami Diallo had a stellar game. He was four for seven from three, just kind of shooting the lights out. He played great, and you know, UK as a whole, um, they weren't turning the ball over on. Um, against Virginia Tech, which is huge. They only had 11 turnovers on the day, and that's such a massive improvement. They had been, going into that game, one of the worst teams, the, you know, ranked 351st in terms of three-point field goals attempted, as well as one of the worst teams in terms of turnovers. Um, Kentucky, being as young as they are, turns the ball over a ton, and I think that's one thing that, that's got to be worrisome going into um, – going into the UCLA game is is that uh, UCLA can turn the ball over a little bit so um, looking forward wh- what do you what do you think is gonna happen with this UCLA game um, coming up on Saturday well I don't think we can um, read into what we saw in the two matchups last season. I mean, it's a completely different Kentucky Wildcats team. Absolutely. And it's largely a very, very different UCLA team. Uh, I have not seen US- UCLA play this season. I know they're not as good as they were last season. They lost Alonzo. They lost a few other players. Um, but it is a team, I think, that, like Kentucky, has – length um so i'll be interested to see how kentucky responds to that i don't think they've really played anybody save maybe kansas who really can match up to them in terms of just length um so i think it's going to be a good test i i i look to see kentucky win but uh i won't be surprised if ucla sneaks up and gives them their second loss of the season um, what what are you expecting to see in this one? Look, looking ahead to this, you know, this is a game that's taking place on a on a neutral court in in New Orleans, um, kind of a holiday classic kind of deal here. And I think with Kentucky kind of starting to put it together a little bit, you know, um, every every time I, w- I watch this team, you know, since the Kansas game, they've looked a little bit better. And UCLA, you're right. They just don't have the same talent this year that they do last year. And Kentucky realistically should handle uh, the Bruins by, you know, six, seven points. I think the spread is, is six, six and a half. Um, and, they, and they should cover that. And I, I expect to also see a lot of Kentucky fans making the trip to New Orleans for, for uh, the Christmas weekend as being, you know, um, so I expect, I expect the, the Smoothie King Center to be a lot of big blue fans, and I think that's going to help um, the young Kentucky team pull out the win here. Yeah. Um, it, should be, it should be akin to a home matchup. Um, so that certainly helps. Any other NCAA news we have to look at this, this week? Well, I think one thing we got we got to cover is um, is the death of uh, Dick Einberg um, being announced this morning. He passed away at the age of 82. I mean, th- this was a man that was 
a longtime broadcaster. He is in all sorts of Hall of Fames, including the including the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, his his catchphrase of oh my rang out through all the years of UCLA um, dominance in the 60s and 70s. And um, Dick Einberg also called the uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird um, NCAA championship game, which is, you know, kind of an all time legendary basketball game. So um, rest in power to Dick Einberg. R.I.P. R.I.P. Dick Einberg. Um, Yeah. sad, Sad day. Definitely a legend in college basketball um and he will be missed should we look at a little nba yeah you know um christmas time is one of the best times to be an nba fan because this year we get six games on christmas day and we should uh take a look at those throughout the day because there's some solid matchups this year yes there are there's three three abc games uh, and an ESPN game and a TNT game. They're kind of doing things a little differently this year. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, at noon, we've got the ESPN game, and that is the Philadelphia 76ers versus the New York Knicks at the Garden. Hopefully the Garden will be rocking. This uh, is going to be a fun one, right? It, yeah. Uh, it, sh- it It should be. However, these are these are to me the two teams in the East that are worth getting excited for. You know, they're they're not going to be there this season, but they've been incredibly fun and I think we'll see both of these teams uh, make some deeper playoff runs in the coming years. Philadelphia has been struggling. They have they yeah. they've looked awful as of late. Um, there's some questions about Embiid's health right now. Um, so I don't, I don't really know what's going on. I was really looking, uh, to see them make a playoff run this year. And right now, unless they turn things around, it is just not going to happen. Um, the New York Knicks have been without Kristaps Porzingis here lately. Um, he has a minor injury. I'm hoping he's back for that Christmas day game. Um, yeah, uh, Porzingis played last night. He scored one point from the free throw line and he was 0 for 11 from the field. So, um, I, I hope that he's back in full form for for that Christmas Day game because as well as, you know, uh, just the idea of, like, Porzingis playing Embiid is really exciting, you know, um, especially looking to the future of the of the Eastern Conference. But that that's really the, the matchup we we're hoping to see in that game, right? Yeah. and But even, even with Porzingis not at 100%, the Knicks have been playing pretty decent ball of late. Michael Beasley has been playing out of his mind. They just beat the Celtics last night um, without Kristaps at, at full strength. Uh, they beat the Thunder a few days before that without Kristaps. Uh, and Michael Beasley's been leading the charge. Um, so I, I'll expect to see, with or without Kristaps, I'm looking to see the Knicks win that one at the Garden. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, the Knicks at home, the Garden, just an all-time classic, great place, um, great crowd. Beasley was getting some uh, probably slightly sarcastic MVP chants last night in that Celtics <laughs> game, which is which is always fun when uh, mass, when when MSG is doing uh, doing that kind of stuff. So uh, that's a good way to start the day. Following that, though, on um, on ABC we have the finals rematch: Cleveland at Golden State. What, what are you looking at this game? Well, Steph is still going to be out. 
Uh, I think some yep. people hoped he would be back. I never expected that. I mean, they're going to be as careful as possible with his return. They don't need him. They they don't need him. No, they've they got don't. KD. They've got Clay. They've got Draymond. Um, and they've been looking great even without Steph. Um, the Cavs have been playing out of their minds. They just lost the other night to the Bucks. Um, and you know that that's a Bucks team that can turn it on from time to time, and they'll definitely be in the playoffs. That so, was a fun game. That too. was an awesome uh, game. Yeah. Uh, Giannis had a had a had a great game, monster game. That dude is unreal. And uh, how good's Bledsoe fitting in up there? I, I I like that Bucks team. I think that's a that's a legit playoff team. Yeah, I, I still have some questions. I mean, they're, they're about, not going to win a title. I still have some questions about their defense, but they're fun. And I mean, I could see them making the second round for sure, um, depending on what that first round matchup looks like. Um. Uh, so so what do, what do you think? Cavs at Golden State without Steph, but LeBron's looked so good. Right right now, I'm thinking LeBron's the I, MVP. I, I'm I'm, ta- I'm taking I'm taking Christmas Day LeBron here, even though this is at Golden State. Golden State does not care about winning at home the way that they have in the previous seasons. Um, this is a team that is absolutely looking to make a finals run, and they're going to do everything they can to sit guys, rest yeah. guys, keep everybody healthy, and. All things considered, you know, all those guys at Golden State are looking to uh, get that game over with, go home, and have Christmas with their families, in, in my mind. I, and I think LeBron, national television, Christmas Day, you know, he, he was heroic last year on Christmas Day and and willing the Cavs to win. And I, I kind of feel like that's going to happen again this year. Um, you know, Draymond's been banged up a little bit. He's expected to play tonight against the Lakers. And... Um, and I, I, I kind of expect his minutes to be limited moving a little bit forward here. Um, so we'll probably see, you know, Clay or, or uh, Katie put up a big Christmas Day performance, but uh, Cavs by five. I'm with you there. All right, so at 5.30 on ABC, we have a matchup I'm sure the powers that be thought was going to be a really entertaining one, Wizards at Boston. But the Wizards have just not looked like they did last season this year. John Wall has been dealing with some injuries. He just hasn't looked like himself. The Celtics, you know, at the, you know, through through 2025 games, we were like this is the best team in the NBA. And yeah. they they've really kind of fallen off dramatically here as of late. They've dropped several games here lately. Um and I wonder if this is sort of um things just leveling out um, yeah is, is boston just kind of you know regressing towards the mean and yeah, falling yeah, back to I think a bit. so uh, i mean i still think they're one of the three best teams in the east don't get me wrong but you, there was a second there where we were like this is the greatest team in the nba definitely the greatest team in the east and right now to me there's no question it, it is once again the cleveland Cavs, and i feel bad that i ever doubted them um and that Raptors team is really good too. I'm I'm yeah, sorry. De, I'm um, sorry we doubted them as well. Uh, DeRozan's had a big week. Um, he's 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 looking like himself and just you know getting buckets again, and that, which I love. I I, I love I love me some Demar Derozan. So that's an um, insanely deep team. That Raptors team is insanely deep. Yeah. Um. But anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. Um. I'll take the Celtics at home on Christmas Day, but. Uh, I'm not as excited about this matchup as I would have been, you know, a month ago. With the Celtics, real quick, um, there's been some chatter coming out of New Orleans that that Anthony Davis is ready to move on, 
and and request a trade to a playoff team. And one of those places that he that's there's been some chatter about him landing is in Boston. Boston, even though they completely who, who are they giving up? Who are they giving up? I don't see this happening. I don't I don't think Danny Ainge would do this. Who Boston. Do, who do you think they would give up to get the brow? I think they they would just cash in all the all the rest of their picks. Oof. I don't know. I mean, I like the idea. I think they would be they would kind of convert into a juggernaut. How do you think the Brow and Kyrie would play together? I think the Brow and Kyrie in a pick and roll would be fantastic. Um and you know, there's there's a couple of other guys, you know, that um that Boston could ship out too, you know, like they don't really need Terry, you know, Rozier and they don't really need Shane Larkin. Um because they've got Kyrie and Marcus Smart, so you know they've they've got kind of a stash of of point guards that that could be looking to play somewhere else, as well as the fact that um, the the problem though is is I don't know how they make the money work because they have contracts of Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, and Kyrie Irving to to pay for. So yeah, um, and I, and I and I struggle to see Boston willing to pay that much in in you know, the, the, the tax for the salary cap. So, um, unless they were able to do something like, you know, get the brow for Al Horford and some picks, um, which I, you just kind of struggle seeing new Orleans following. I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they'd give up Horford. I think he's way too much of a, of a great locker room presence and he's been playing great this season. Um, I, I just don't think you disrupt in that way. Now, I like the idea of the picks, and Shane Larkin's definitely a piece you can part with. Um, they love Rogier in in Boston, and he's kind of an important piece to that team. Uh, but but you probably part with him for, for the prowl. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people are saying Boston's going to have one more move. Um, I'd I'd be personally be shocked if it's the prowl. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be an absolute blockbuster for them on top of what they've already done the, yeah. this past offseason, getting Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. Like, their future looks fantastic. And if they if they add something um, to, to that roster that is the quality of a player that Anthony Davis is, then then they look super scary. Um, and uh, But right now, you know, Boston's kind of falling back to earth a little bit. And I think that that... that that's the most scary thing is that is that they do probably have one move left in them. Yeah. And there's chatter that Hayward might be back in time for the playoffs. He's out of the walking boot. So. Yeah, he, he's, he, he, might, he might play um, towards the end of the season, which is – that's crazy to think, right? Like that, sure. that is one of the most for horrific sure. injuries I've ever seen. Gruesome, gruesome. Um, all right, so at 8 o'clock – Last ABC game of Christmas Day, we have the Houston Rockets at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder, I think, have been a disappointment for a lot of NBA fans this season. However, we are seeing them slowly rise up the standings. And I think when all is said and done, we're going to see them in the top four in the Western Conference. There's just there's too much really ta- the there's too much, too much talent there, and there's too little talent outside of Golden State, Houston, and San Antonio. Do you, um, do, you, do you still consider Carmelo Anthony world-class talent? 
No, not at all. Because that's kind of been the thing is as he's getting getting his shots like he's only taking like five six shots a game and there's and th- and that's helping. Um, you know, like that that's gotta deeply affect how that how that roster works, right? I guess I don't know. For me, the problem is just Russ. I mean, <laughs> Ru- I, I, I've it, it, I've never turned around on a player as quickly. Um, but just to see the way they've struggled with Paul George and and look, I don't think Carmelo's a world class talent, but I mean he's one of the top thirty players in the NBA, right? Maybe top forty. I mean he's a very good player, um, and to see this lineup struggle and to see, I mean I know we've touched on this before, but to see what Victor Oladipo's doing in Indianapolis this year, all these guys who left the Thunder, it's like what's what's going on there? Um, so if Russ can just learn to be a little bit more of a team guy, I think that's a dangerous team. Um, but, and again, I do think they are going to end up in the top four in the West, but I just don't look at them as a huge threat in the playoffs. It's too messy. Um, on the, on, on the other, on the other side of that though, is, is James Harden, Chris Paul and the Rockets. And yeah. I, I think they absolutely are a huge threat in the playoffs this year. I mean, if they're firing on all cylinders, Chris Paul's hurt again, which I, I mean, mean that this is this is what this is what we get with Chris Paul though, right? Like he he's got a history of being injury prone, so yeah. this is just kind of part of the package. And when you have James Harden playing the way that he is this year, um Chris Paul is absolutely a luxury and a bonus to that team and with just how well that they are playing and their absolute complete obsession of the entire organization from GM on down at beating the Warriors this year, um, this 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 could be the year that 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 uh, that that happens, and we we don't see um, and you know this is the end to the Warriors Cavs finals. Yeah, no, I think Houston absolutely absolutely is a threat. Um, I, I could absolutely see them in the NBA Finals, um, but they have to be firing on all cylinders, and and all that entire lineup have not proven themselves in playoffs yet. Um, so we'll see. But I do think they look very good. Um, I like the way they're looking. Um, all right. Last but not least, ten thirty TNT game. <laughs> We have the Minnesota Timberwolves at the LA Lakers. Uh, I feel pretty indifferent towards this one. Oh, before we move on, who do you have in that Houston Oklahoma City game? Um, I'm taking the Rockets. I'm gonna take the Thunder. I think Paul. Uh, I think Russ is gonna go off um, at home. We've seen him do it here and there. He did it against the Warriors. Um, I think Christmas Day we're gonna see a return of last year's Russ, and the Thunder are gonna do it. Uh, all right. T-Wolves, Lakers. Uh, I don't know yeah, what to say. I don't know game. what to say about this one. <laughs> I'm not watching this game. Uh, at this point in the day, I will be watching Die Hard. And <laughs> I will not be watching the Lakers and the T-Wolves. Uh, I, I think the uh, the T-Wolves should, should probably win that game. But um, I'm certainly not going to watch it. The Lakers have had moments here and there this season. Kyle Kuzma's looked great. Um, yeah. They just and, they just beat the the Rockets, um, and uh, shout out Larry Nance Jr. for his dunk on KD in the 
the last uh, Lakers Warriors game. That was that was unreal. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, all right, so that's our Christmas Day rundown. We're gonna try to check back in to talk Cats cards um, at some point next week. Uh, but I think that will do it. Anything else we need to add? I think that should cover it for right now. Um, like you said, we should be back. I think we got to do Cats cards. It's such a big game for for any UK fan, and it is really, truly one of the absolute best rivalries in all of sports. So we should be back to talk about that. But otherwise, happy holidays. Merry Christmas from the road team, and we will talk to you guys next week. Later, y'all.